Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. We give all the glory, Lord, now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Uh, this evening is going to be as maybe short as possible. I think that's just going to be a continuation of uh, where we left last week. And uh, probably it's going to be that's all we're going to talk about that issue. Because it's a very important issue. Many of us still get confused, misled, deceived. Anything happens to us, we are looking back and uh, who can tell us these different stories, who can prophesy to us, and who can pray for us back home and everywhere. And people are springing up left and right and claiming to be what they are not. And yet, we try to listen to them. We should never listen to them. So once we finish that, we're going to pray. We're going to pray, my people. Even as the message is going on, like I said, it's going to be very short. But the time we will devote the prayers, we will pray to God. Both Sister Olo and Pastor Godwin will pray unto God. The bottom is falling here and falling everywhere else. If nobody has seen that, then the person is blind. It is as dangerous and as serious as it can ever be. And I want everybody to know that. And what is befalling us, even this nation, left and right, is so serious. It's one thing after the other, nonstop. And unless the Lord God Almighty, unless he shows mercy, we're in trouble. Because this has warned here many, many times. Let us not take it anything other than the way it is. It's a serious matter. We need to pray to God and cry unto God and intercede for all of us, also for the nation and anywhere else, even the church. The Lord will lead us the way God, the Spirit of God will pray to those people. But again, at the same time, those online, other than those who are just nearby, they want to be part of that prayer, then please be. It's going to just be a continuation of the message as it is right now. So this evening, we're going to deal with the same situation, following only Jesus Christ, the only hope of our glory. But then actually the subtitle is going to be adhering strictly only to the voice of the master. Please listen, that's why, we, that's why I said that if we finish today, Maybe that's, that may be it. Anybody who has ears to hear, let him hear. Once you say you are a true Christian, you then only what? Have only one desire. Please listen. There's only one desire because a true Christian, okay, let's stop right there. Who is, it's the people who have been asking this question and that's, that's one thing. Because every time I use the term a true Christian or true Christians. 
Not everyone who says he's a Christian is a Christian. You're not a Christian just with your mouth. A Christian is a Christian in his heart. A Christian, a true Christian, is one who has put on Christ. Who has put on Christ. Just like Christ would get up and say, I am my father and one. Then obviously a true Christian is that individual. When you see what he does, then you will see Christ in that individual. And that's why he told us, if you look at Matthew 7, 20, he said, by their fruits, you shall know them. There's no way you can hide anything. It's not with their mouth. It's not people faking to be Christians or whatever it is. I'm not saying myself that I'm a true Christian. Please listen to me. I'm saying what the scripture will tell you. One who is a true Christian is one who has put on Christ. In other words, the self has died. The self, because remember the old, what we need to do for must be dead totally, completely, so that what Christ may take over. That's why he told us that the, those those ones who have put for you to put on Christ. That's okay. Let's let's read Galatians, please. God bless you. Three, twenty-seven. Is this going, my dear? Yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Galatians. Three twenty-seven. Three twenty-seven. Yes. Is it? Is it my screen? I'm not getting it. Okay, I get it now. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. As many as are baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. Meaning what? For me to say I have put on Christ, that I'm a true Christian, that means that I have died and buried in baptism. Remember I said, as many as are you are in Christ, they are put on Christ. That is in baptism. That's why the scripture tells us if one is a Christian, then that individual is saying one thing. I am now Christ-like. You know, we always say Christ-like. And that means there is a replica of Christ in all things. So I'm not going to take too much time in who's a true Christian, okay? But I just want to point one of few things. That means that individual if you see him, you've seen Jesus Christ. Not when the person is doing something opposite. That's why he said, in Matthew 7, you read that from 21, he said, not those who say, Lord, Lord. After he said this, after he said, you know, after he said that, by their truth, you shall know them. Then he picked up from there. It's amazing. By their fruit, you shall know them. But he tells us one thing. Go on, my sister, from that 21 to 23. I just want to make sure. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 21 to 23. Yes. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many mm -hmm. will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. Mm -hmm. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I will say depart from me, who, you who practice lawlessness because you're claiming that you have done this in, in my name, but actually you did not do it in my name because you did it in your own name. Because if I, 
what you practice what the reason why you did not do it in my name is that you practice lawlessness you practice iniquity what you are doing was not according to my father's will that is why i want everybody to pay attention that actually one who's a true christian only listens to one voice because the voice you listen to is most likely the voice you are going to hear and the voice you hear is the voice of your master that's the one you're going to be Everybody, please, let's get all that understood right now. So if someone has put on Christ, crucified unto Christ, have become that, buried in baptism with him, that means that individual now rules over the dead body. The dead body I'm talking about is sin. You rule over it. Read, please, Romans 6, 46. Romans 6, 46. Yes. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. Mm -hmm. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, yes. certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. That's the person who is a Christian because we are told that Christ was sinless. For me to say that I'm a true Christian, I must be as Christ is. Because that's what he told us, that if you want to walk with my father and be one with my father, you must also be perfect as he is. There is not anywhere anybody can say anything different. So when I talk about the true Christian, it's somebody who has died, the self is crucified. Now what? It's risen with Christ and it's a new creature. That's why he said in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that all those who are in Christ, they are new creatures. The old, the old is talking about is iniquities. The sin, because remember I used to commit, all those sins must be behind me. They must be crucified. They must be under me. I must have dominion over that darkness. If I, if I don't, I'm not a Christian. Let's not even fool ourselves about that because that's not going to work when it comes to Jesus Christ. So I just want to point that out before. So one who is a true Christian, my people, number one, your desire must be on the one. Please listen to me because you are not your own. Paul said it very well. I'm now what? Christ. I'm no longer Paul. Paul is dead, and Christ has taken over. Give me Galatians 2.20, please. Galatians 2.20. Yes, ma'am. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, mm -hmm. but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, and gave himself for me. Let's keep it there for more for the charge, please. It's no longer I, which means that I don't have any other desire except Christ. Remember, Christ now is in me. That's why I said putting on Christ. My people, please listen. That's why when we understand one thing, then you will see that if you put on Christ and Christ is in you, then if Christ is in you, then the Father is in you and the Holy Spirit is in you. 
the Bible told us one thing, that anyone who has a doctrine of Christ, following Christ, that has both the Father and the Son, right? We have seen that. Have both the Father. Read me Second John, verse 9 alone. Second John, verse 9. Yes. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. But if I have the Father and the Son, then that means I have what? God. God bless you. If I have God, then remember he told us one thing. Behold, when anything is happening to you, oh, people, please, let's, let's get this. Please, Lord, help, help all of us. All of us. When anything is happening to you, rather than worrying about the prophet who's going to tell you anything, because we got it last week, that there's no other greater prophet, and that there's nothing anybody can do except Jesus Christ. You have to follow and listen to his voice. If Christ and the Father are in me, the government said, God is in me. If God is in me, does that not mean that the kingdom of God is where? Within, within me. Within me. If the kingdom of God is within me, why am I looking for prophet anywhere to tell me anything? When he has told you, I am the only way, the truth and the life. Whatever I tell you, nobody will come and say a different thing. So let me look, please, 17, 20, 21. Look. 17, 20 to 21. Yes, ma'am. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Mm -hmm. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. This, this is so loaded. My people, please listen to me. If, in other words, if the kingdom of God is within me and something is happening, like we're talking about this pandemic that was coming and said, wow, this thing just came to life. If the kingdom of God is within me, if I should look, where should I look? Within me. God bless you. God, please, please, will, the scripture is what we're following. If the kingdom of God is within me, then if any situation anything happens, then I have to look the what within me. I don't have to look for any other thing anywhere else to come and tell me anything because I'm going to hear something that is contrary to what Christ was telling us to do. We get to it where I can tell you Christ told us everything we needed to hear. We didn't have to ask anywhere else. The kingdom of God is within me. That's another thing I want to, uh, us to understand. Because we said last, last, last week, we clearly said that, that the one purpose that we have for the law and the prophets was what? Anybody? To point us to, the, to Jesus. To point us to Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Charles. Please, everybody, and then once Christ is pointed, that's the last bus stop. Because the Father told us one thing. That's the revelation that we all need to pick up. 
that is so, so amazed, is so shocking. Christ told us one thing. Those who are mine, they only hear my voice. That's, a, that's the reason why he said that. They only hear my voice. And in doing that, he said, all those who came before me, they are all thieves. We, we cover that. That's it. It's not telling that they are thieves. It's telling you if there is any voice you want to hear, this is it. Hear this only voice and no other if you don't want to be confused. Please read me Luke 9, 28 to 35. Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 35. Yes, ma'am. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Yes. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, mm -hmm. this is my beloved son, hear him. This is my beloved son, hear him. I'm going to keep it where it is. What revelation did we get from this about? Verses. We read these verses here. Can anybody understand besides God saying, This is my beloved son, hear him? He's saying it's not Elijah or any other person, but Jesus Christ. God, God bless you, Pastor Godwin. Please, my people. Most of these things have all loaded. Look, Peter and the rest of them were asleep. I mean, does you not? Just like the same thing, blind, just like some of us, we feel. That's why the Bible says, awake, awake, get up and stop sleeping and open your eyes, you will see. God's trying to tell us right here. In fact, what God did for us was intervene right away. Peter said, oh, Lord, one, my goodness me, those other two men there with you, Moses and Elijah, we must have to. Let us begin to worship them like the way most people worship other church leaders in this world. You know, many of us say, is their God? The Pope, is their God? Everything, what I'm talking about is this. There is no other greater. There is no other. There is no other person who can save us except Christ. And he has come by the Father sent him and said, this is the fulfillment of the Following this, God structure Don't even imagine and talk anything further. The, this is my beloved son, only hear him. And that's why he was telling us, 
Don't worry, I have come down from heaven. The kingdom of God is now within you. In fulfillment of the last covenant of God, there will to be any other covenant that God is going to have with man, mankind. Because that is not going to be, he told us, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no one will ever see my father except through me. And there's no other salvation whatsoever. That we have seen it what Matthew, the, sorry, John 14, 6. But then in Acts of Apostles 4, 11 and 12, he said there's no other salvation given unto men whereby anybody can be saved except through Jesus Christ. So that's why I said it's the last covenant that Christ came to fulfill. But that covenant God made and it was fulfilled. That's why Christ said, the kingdom of God is within you. Let's read, please, everybody understand. Because that covenant, when God was just entering, he said, look, I'm going to have this covenant. I'm going to write my law in your mind and on your heart. And when I do that, I'm doing it so that my kingdom will be in you if you accept and receive me. No man is going to teach you anymore. No man is going to prophesy unto you anymore. Because that is the that's my covenant. It has come. If you receive it, you listen to what he told you to do, you will have no problem. Read me Jeremiah, please, 31. 31 to 34. Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. Yes. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, mm -hmm. when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead yes. them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and mm -hmm. write it on their hearts and yes. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. Can we see now where Christ... Keep it there, my, my pastor, please. Can we see where Christ became the fulfillment of everything that God has for us. I don't know why we still, you go back to so many places, people are flocking everywhere and following people, telling them all sorts of nonsense, prophesying this and that, whatever it is. But what I'm saying is this, I'm not saying that God cannot raise a prophet, that's not what I'm talking about. But there is nothing you're going to hear from anybody that can ever be inconsistent with Christ that is of God. Because God sent himself, his only begotten son. And when he came down, you know the father said that the days are coming when I will make this covenant. But if you look at John 4, 23, 24, Christ said, told us the same thing. This covenant has now been fulfilled. Yes, please. John 4, 23 to 24. Yes. But the hour is coming and now is. Uh -huh. When when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. 
Yes. But the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Christ came to tell us one thing that's over. As far as the covenant with God, this has been fulfilled. The only way you can serve God that's acceptable to God is that you worship him in spirit and in truth in your heart. He's going to write the law in your mind and also what places on our heart. Therefore, the kingdom of God is within us. If anything is happening to us, we need to turn around and say, okay, what did or how did the Lord tell us we should handle this? Or how do we see it? We don't start running and say, who can tell us something? And then we hear all sorts of things. And then we are confused. The word of God stands forever. Christ made sure. So let's look at this because, like I told you, it's going to be very short. Christ came. And it's amazing that every question that we'll be answering concerning this pandemic and then uh, why didn't we hear from any prophet or whatever, all loaded in Matthew 24. And that, so we're going to read a lot there. Christ came. So did Christ tell us about what is going to happen, what is happening now? Yes. Did he tell us what is going to, what may happen tomorrow? Yes. But there's something. Christ made sure he established four things for us to understand. When, that, when we have something confronting us, there are four things. Christ told us, number one, he started with a warning, continuously a warning. False prophets will arise and begin to do so many things according to them. Do you see why the Bible said those who still run after false prophets and signs and wonders, that there are people who are perishing. They are perishing because they don't have their eyes open enough to see the truth that Christ has laid everything down from the Father. And there's not going to be anyone greater. That's why last, last week I was saying that some of us still expect the Messiah to come when actually has come already. So you have a situation where you say, these people are all perishing. Give me 2 Thessalonians, please, 2, 7 to 11. 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 to 11. Yes. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Mm -hmm. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Yes. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will, dis will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, mm -hmm. with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And they should believe the lie. Is it not what is happening in the world and churches talk about all over? They should believe in life because they turned away from the truth. The truth of Christ cannot change. God does not change. He's not going to change for me and will not change for anybody else. And still trying to run, in, oh, who's going to come and tell us something? This prophet is here and is telling us to this, this and that. We are running. We are wasting our time. 
calm down and sit down and look at what Christ has told you to do to do it. Because he's the only one who is the author and finisher of our salvation. And he knows today. So let me come now. I said four things. If you go to Matthew 24, four things that, that Christ laid everything down to us. He said, I said, when there is a desolation, we're going to come. Affliction will come, whatever it comes. But when that happens, I want you to know one thing. These four things, hold on to these four things. No matter what anybody tells you, that's the way it's going to be. Number one, false prophets, they're going to wax everywhere and multiply. In fact, claiming to almost be Christ. But be careful. So don't mind, don't read a lot. Please read from Matthew 24, from 4 to 26. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Matthew 24, 4 to 26. Yes. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed. Sister my repeat that. Take heed that what? No one deceives you. My people, take heed that no one ever deceives you. If anyone deceives any one of us this time, you, you are lost. Because there's nothing he's been teaching us. From the beginning, he said, Take heed that you get no one deceives you because there's no more excuse. Go on, sorry, man. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Mm -hmm. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Mm. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, mm -hmm. and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Mm -hmm. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Many, yes. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Absolutely. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then 
if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Hmm. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Now, I want everybody to just get this. I just want to make sure that he's talking about false prophets. And this is what is killing many people in many places. And I want that to stop. Among us, that not even to talk about those who listen to this. But it tells you here, I said, I've warned you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, he's over here, don't go. But do what? Wherever you are, you do what? Remember, we went to, wherever you are, you're at the rooftop, stay there and what? Seek him. And seek, and mend their ways, change there, because stay there and change there. And that's what is still killing most of us. Instead of changing and turning and repenting unto God, even, even nations will run around trying to see how we're going to patch and make up. That's not going to work at all. So he's telling us, number one, be, take heed, false prophets will be all over. Number three, I mean number two, sorry. Number two that Christ told us here. On this, this very chapter, he laid everything down. This chapter, number two, he said, I want to also let you know one thing, that only my father, read please, 36. Matthew 24, 36. Yes. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. That my father only. So let us stop worrying about when this is, oh, nobody told us that this will happen around this time, whatever it is. Only God knows. And that one has told us. But he also told us further that this is going to happen as a teach comes in the night. Therefore, the third one is that even though nobody knows the time, but I want to tell you one thing. It's going to happen as a thief comes in the night. Continue from 37 to 42. Matthew 24 from verse 37 to 42. Yes. But as in the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. Mm -hmm. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Thank you very much for highlighting that, Pastor Charles. Watch therefore. Look at where I'm starting number four now. Number one, false prophet is going to be everywhere. It's going to happen. Number two, if you are worried about time, quit worrying about time. You will never know the time. Only my, my father knows. Number three, it's going to come like a thief. Right. 
But there's a solution if you are truly mine in spirit. Watch, because you do not know the hour coming. But how do you watch? He tells us further. Can you read 47, read 43? Now, a little bit. Let me, I will stop it somewhere. Yeah. Okay, Matthew 24 from verse 43. Mm -hmm. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is there any advice that's greater than that? Time is uncertain, you don't know. God alone knows the time. But my, this is the way you can overcome this time, that time, is that for you to watch and be ready as a man or woman who does not know the hour and time the thief will come. You keep watch. That's what it tells all of us. And that's what we miss. And one thing I thank God, even from Pastor Godwin, remember when the first time we met, he said, look, I don't know how many of us that were ready, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't know if you were ready. But he told us already because we didn't hear. So therefore, go ahead, my dear. That's, we're going to stop it after this. Yes. Okay, verse 44. Yes. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. He turns around and gives us the solution. The solution. Therefore, be ready. You have to do two things. If you want to overcome the surprise, the Bible told us that we are no longer children of darkness, that the hour will come upon us just so suddenly, and we don't know. The solution or anything comes upon any human being suddenly because the person is not ready. But if you are ready in your heart, and readiness, we said, that is that you mend all your wicked and sinful ways. And because remember, Mend, change, turn away from all your wicked and evil ways. Even strengthen every loose piece, whatever it may be. Be ready because you don't know when the master will come. And if you are, if you have that readiness, then you have overcome surprise because you can never be surprised anymore. So you see, we didn't have to wait for anybody to tell us what time or the prophet. Because Christ had already said everything that we all needed to do. If only we can hear him and do his will. So my people, what am I saying? Please, from this very day, stop ever, stop ever, even expecting anything from any prophet or anything from anyone. If you want to know what God is saying that you should do, go and look at the Bible, read it. And follow what Christ said you should do. You should be all right. Because as far as God is concerned, he said, I've made my last sacrifice. There is no more sacrifice for me to make for anyone. So, Lord Almighty, we thank you this very evening. Oh, gracious and everlasting God, I pray that you stand between your children and false prophets and that itching hunger for signs and wonders and awesome miracles. You are our sign. You are everything, Lord. 
So, Father, we look up to your son, the only begotten son of yours, Lord, that he gave, he gave to us. He died for our own sake. I pray you in the name of Jesus Christ that none of your children listening to this will ever be deceived by any human being. And that they will also examine, as he told us, mighty father, in 1 John 4, 1, he said, question every spirit, everyone speaking to you. And see whether that spirit, what he's saying to you, is consistent with that of Christ, without any compromise whatsoever. Lord Almighty Father, I pray you to restrain any deceiver coming to your children, to restrain any voice. You say, those who are yours, they only hear your voice. And your, only, your father said also to us, this is the only one you must hear his voice. So whoever does not hear his voice then is actually doing it unto himself. Wow. We thank you so much, my God, my Father who is in heaven, and pray that you continue with your spirit to strengthen, to teach, to instruct your children, Lord, mighty God. Oh, gracious and everlasting God, please, let these ones who believe in you and strongly want to follow the truth, let them not fall into any hands anymore of any human being. Prepare them for your glory, Lord. You are the hope of our glory. Lord, continue to help us. I pray for every one in this ministry and those listening and all families involved. Please, Lord, let none of us ever perish. Draw us to yourself, mighty God. Show us your mercy, everlasting God. Let your children be shielded by you, protected by you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Take all glory, mighty Father. I give you honor. I give you glory. I say now and forevermore, blessed be your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.